الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل يا عبادي الذين أسرفوا على أنفسهم لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كمن لا ذنب له أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو سسبتد علماء كرام بردز نلدز الله تبارك وتعالى is the being of complete mercy compassion grace kindness the quran sharif we start of reciting bismillahir rahmanir rahim the name of allah taala who is ar rahman the most compassionate ar rahim the most merciful in our salah we recite this every before every surah fatiha we recited before every surah we recited numerous times in the day person starts off eating he recites the name of allah taala bismillahir rahmanir rahim he's drinking something he takes the name of allah taala all the time reminding himself of allah taala's unlimited mercy compassion kindness and part of this compassion and kindness and unlimited mercy of allah taala that allah taala has created excuses for the forgiveness of his servants in dunya the situation is that if somebody has irritated us once then we will perhaps maybe just overlook it irritated us a second time then we might overlook it and then he irritated us a third time then we might say something the fourth time might become even more harsh but then how long does insan have that capacity to be able to overlook things and we talking about irritation somebody irritates us in some way somebody has a very high level of tolerance then one dozen times 20 times But then he says look i had enough now now you overdoing it and if you don't stop this then now i will have to make you stop sometimes we might get violent and people sometimes even commit murder in these kind of situations why because why are you going against what my desire is i want that i should be left alone i shouldn't be troubled I shouldn't be put into any inconvenience whereas what did I do for you in reality I have done nothing for anybody but despite that and especially if I think I did some small little favor for someone then all the more I want that this person never does anything against what I want whereas in reality we do nothing for anybody but despite that we don't have that capacity to tolerate anybody doing something against what our desire is how we like things to be 
And many a times, it might be those who have done the greatest favors upon us. Our own parents. Dare they do something or say something the way we don't want it to be. Then Allah Ta'ala have mercy on them. So this is our situation in dunya, that we are not prepared to take as we say anybody's nonsense. But then on the other side, Allah Ta'ala, out of His grace and mercy, created us. Then Allah Ta'ala has unlimited number of makhluqat. There are animals also which are the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. The cat and the dog is also Allah Ta'ala's creation. Even that donkey and that swine is also Allah Ta'ala's creation. That snake and scorpion is also Allah Ta'ala's creation. And all the other creatures and whatever else is in the dunya is all Allah Ta'ala's creation. Allah Ta'ala could have created us as one of those animals. But He made us insan. Made us ashraful makhluqad. The greatest of all the creation of Allah Ta'ala. Insan, human beings. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with the faculty of thinking. And then from insan, billions of insan walking the face of this earth, but it's the minority that have been blessed with this iman. Allah Ta'ala made us among those who have been blessed with this gift of iman. And then together with that, there are many, many people Allah Ta'ala has blessed with this iman, but they have no value for it. Even on an occasion where Allah Ta'ala is showering down his rahmat, person is totally heedless. The month of Ramadan comes, the person is not interested. Allah Ta'ala saved us from being among those kind of people, brought us into his house. Allah Ta'ala gave us some consciousness. And all this is just one little fraction of a fraction of the innumerable favors of Allah Ta'ala. And after all these favors and bounties, and all the physical ni'mads, all the things around us, Allah Ta'ala says, look, these few things are my instructions to you. You perform your five times salah, you fast in the month of Ramadan, that five times salah, for males you perform it in the masjid, that is wajib as well. You fast in the month of Ramadan, you pay zakat, that too if it's in excess of a certain amount, and various other laws that pertain to it, after one year has passed from the time you became the owner of Nisab, etc. Not just on every bit of wealth. And if you have only a certain amount of wealth, then Hajj will be compulsory upon you. And these few things, there's unlimited things that Allah Ta'ala has kept permissible for insan. But yes, there are certain things Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Just stay away from these few things. Now after all the unlimited bounties of Allah Ta'ala, limited instructions, limited obligations, limited requirements, and this insan who can't take anybody's irritation, despite the fact that he didn't do anything much for anybody, in fact did nothing for anybody, but he can't take anybody's irritation. He says, nobody must tamp my toes, nobody must break my rules. What I say that it will be, is either my way or the highway. So for ourselves we have all these things in place. And despite that, and despite the fact that we've really done nothing for anybody, but there they cross our line. But when it comes to our relationship with Allah Ta'ala, 
who blessed us with everything, who granted us this iman, who made us in the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who blessed us with innumerable bounties. Say, well, I'll do what I want. Allah Taala wants me to do this, but I'll do what I want. Allah Taala wants me to wake up for fajr salah, but I'll carry on sleeping. Allah Taala wants me to leave my job, my shop, my occupation, or whatever else at the time of zuhr, asr, maghrib. But I'm busy now. I'm busy now, I'll do it when I want to do it. Allah Ta'ala has said, don't look at this, this is haram. But I feel like looking at it, I'll look at it. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with everything. He blessed us with that sight. He blessed us with that hearing. He blessed us with all the faculties and organs and limbs. And despite that, I'll do what I want. But yet, if I gave somebody something, day he must use it. And day he use it against me. Now, this is unfortunately our situation. That while on the one hand, we won't take anybody's irritation, anybody troubling us in some way. But our relationship with Allah Ta'ala is this, that we keep trampling His commands. We keep breaking His laws. But despite that, Allah Ta'ala's mercy is such that Allah Ta'ala says, still come back. Doesn't matter whatever you've done. Whatever you've done, my mercy is there for you still. And there have been such incidents in the Quran Sharif, some ayat that have been revealed on so many occasions, incidents that have been recorded in the ahadith, which give this insan, this mu'minin, this believer, this way that look, yes indeed it's a terrible thing to break the law of Allah Ta'ala. Indeed it's a very serious thing to go against Allah Ta'ala's commands. But despite all that, Allah Ta'ala has kept the door of His mercy wide open. Don't delay it for tomorrow, tomorrow might be too late. But a person comes now, Allah Ta'ala's mercy is waiting to envelop him. In the Quran Sharif, there are several ayat that we revealed on the occasion of Hazrat Wahshi radiallahu ta'ala anhu entering the fold of Islam. Hazrat Wahshi radiallahu ta'ala prior to accepting Islam, he was responsible for the martyrdom of Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu ta'ala. And this was a very, very gruesome martyrdom. He had martyred him, then after that, Hamza radiallahu ta'ala's stomach was cut open, his liver was removed, his ears were cut off, his nose was cut off, his hands and feet, he was, his body was mutilated. When Nabi Islam saw this, he was extremely grieved, very moved. And according to one narration, Nabi Islam took an oath that this is the way that my uncle has been treated. I will take 70 lives in return for this. On that occasion, Allah Ta'ala revealed the ayat. وَإِنْ عَاقَبْتُمْ فَعَاقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا عُقِبْتُمْ That if you take revenge, then it will be in equal proportion. One for one. But in that also, wala in sabartum sabirin. But if you be patient, then that is better for those who have patience and sabr. One is the hudud shariat, the limits and the boundaries of shariat. That too Deen teaches us. Because there has to be boundaries that are defined. So the boundary of shariat is that a person has that right to retaliate, but in equal proportion. 
But at the same time, the mizaje shariat is being taught to us. What is the temperament the shariat wants to develop in insan? in sabartum As soon as this ayat is revealed, Nabi Islam says, Allah Ta'ala says that sabr is better for me, I am making sabr now. And I am breaking this oath that I took. Now, such a situation came about. Nabi Islam was moved in such a way. Yet after some time passes, Nabi Islam invites Hazrat Wahshi radiallahu to Islam. He had <coughs> fled far away on the conquest of Makkah. Now Nabi Islam is sending a messenger all the way to Taif that go and invite him to Islam. That he'll become our brother. He'll become one of us. Now who? The person who caused such great grief. So in any case, when this message comes to him, he thinks about it and then he says that in your Quran there are these aspects that are mentioned there. That a person who has committed murder, who has committed shirk, who has committed zina, then this is something which is very serious. He is going to face the consequences of it. That he will face the consequences of it. On the day of Qiyamah. And the punishment will be doubled for him. And he will remain very humiliated and disgraced in the fire of Jahannam. So you are calling me to your deen, but I have done all these crimes. I have committed all these crimes. So what good is going to do me if I come in your deen? Because I have done all this. This is what the Quran says. How I will be then dealt with. Now when this message comes back, can we imagine the unlimited mercy of Allah Ta'ala? That here is somebody now, he is bargaining or he is putting in conditions that how can I come? Allah Ta'ala reveals an ayat in Jibreel with another ayat of the Quran Sharif. That there's something further. إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ Yes, the person who does all these things, he is in committed a serious situation, serious crime. But, there's a but also. إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ Except the one who has repented. And he then brings iman. And he does righteous actions. فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ And these are the people Allah Ta'ala will convert their sins into good deeds. Now the person comes all the way back to Wahshi radiallahu anhu. says, look, you had a question on the first occasion. There's your answer. The answer is, إِلَّا مَنْ Those who repent. He says, very well, those who repent. But together with that is this condition after Iman, وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا That he then continues doing righteous actions. How do I know I will have the ability and opportunity to do those righteous actions? What if I just bring Iman and my life goes? Then I'm still in doom. Can we imagine now he's putting these kind of conditions forward? He says, this is a very difficult condition. I don't think I'm going to... I have hope still. Again this person comes with a reply to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala sends a third ayat of the Quran Sharif. The third ayat Jibreel Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes with إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءَ Allah Ta'ala will not forgive the one who commits shirk. But apart from shirk, kufr comes along with it. If a person died on Iman, Allah Ta'ala will forgive the one who he wishes. 
Meaning, even if he didn't repent, but on the day of Qiyamah, it's Allah Ta'ala's prerogative. Wahshi radiallahu hears this, he says very well, but here again it is, Limayyasha, for who Allah Ta'ala wishes. How do I know he'll wish for me? Can we imagine this? We may call it correspondence of a type. On the one hand, he's presenting objections or questions rather, and the answers are coming from the heavens. Finally, when this comes, Jibhi Salatu comes with the fourth ayat. And the fourth ayat comes, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ That, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, that, O my servants, the servants of Allah Ta'ala, <coughs> who have transgressed their souls, لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Never become despondent of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is opening the doors and throwing the doors of His mercy wide open. لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins. إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمِ And why He forgives? Because He is Ghafoor. He is most forgiving. And that forgiveness of His is due to His attribute of Rahmat. He is Rahim as well. So then Wahshi radiallahu when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam this ayat comes to him, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, this ayat is worth more to me than the whole world and what it contains. Wahshi radiallahu when he receives this, he says, Naam, this is for me now. Now he becomes, comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and accepts Islam and comes, becomes one of the Muslims. And then Allah Ta'ala gives him that opportunity of balancing things out. That he had been responsible for the martyrdom of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala an. After Islam, the situation came where he was the one who put to end Musaylam al-Kazzab, the false, the imposter, the false prophet who claimed Nubuwad, such a great disbeliever. And it was Hazrat Wahshi radiallahu ta'ala an who brought him to an end. And he said, tilka bi tilka. This, in lieu of that, I've now, Allah ta'ala gave me the opportunity to balance it out. But the lesson for us in this, when this ayat was revealed, the last ayat, the Sahaba asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is this specifically for him only? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, no, this is for everybody. This is for everyone. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is there for us. And then Allah Ta'ala brings about specific occasions as excuses for us to come back and take this mercy. <coughs> this too is part of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. This 15th night of Sha'ban, is barely on the doorstep of Ramadan. Now the month of Ramadan, such a great month, such great virtues, and so close to it, this month, this 15th night of Shaban, <coughs> regarding which, in one hadith, Nabi Islam says, that when it is the 15th night of Shaban, Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend on the closest heaven. And then Allah Ta'ala himself proclaims, from the beginning of the night, Allah Ta'ala proclaims, Hal min mustaghfirin Allah. Is there anybody seeking forgiveness? I may forgive him. Is there anybody seeking mercy? I may grant him mercy. Anybody seeking some relief from some difficulty? I may grant it to him. Anybody seeking sustenance? I may give it to him. Anybody seeking cure from some ailment? I will grant it to him. Allah Ta'ala is calling out. Now this is such a special night. It's such a special night 
according to one hadith sharif, Allah Ta'ala forgives more people than the number of hay on the sheep of Bani Kalb, a tribe that was known for its very big number of sheep, maybe running in the thousands, Allah knows best, how many thousand? This was a way of making us understand that this is a general amnesty. Such great benefits, such great virtues on the doorstep of Ramadan. Why? Allah Ta'ala alone knows why. But some of the things that we can understand from this is that Allah Ta'ala wants us to get clean for the month of Ramadan. That we come clean when a person wants to fill something in a container, in a, you know, to pour milk, first he looks inside, is this clean? If it's not clean, then he doesn't use it. Or he'll go wash it out first. Allah Ta'ala wants us to clean our hearts out so that we can receive the blessings of the month of Ramadan. Otherwise, the month of Ramadan will come and go. Whether we will gain anything or not, that's a different issue. Many a times, person, the month of Ramadan comes, and then the month of Ramadan goes, but nothing has changed after Ramadan. In terms of one's life, after Ramadan and before Ramadan, everything is still the same. In other words, in terms of the wrongs that were happening before Ramadan, is carrying on after Ramadan also. Whatever things were being neglected before Ramadan, after Ramadan, the first Fajr after Eid, again the Masjid is complaining, everybody went away. That I was quite full in the month of Ramadan, suddenly what happened? Zuhar time, suddenly the Masjid is complaining again, where's everybody gone? So what, suddenly, overnight again back to square one, what happened? Because mashallah in the month of Ramadan, while on the one hand the person fasted, alhamdulillah, very great, Allah Ta'ala will bless him for that. He made tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he made dua, he made nafil, but he didn't make any intention to change himself. And he didn't clean his heart out to receive that hidayat and blessing. So with the birthday of the month, while the month was around, the environment was conducive, mashallah, he also engaged in some amal. But as soon as that Mubarak month went, he's gone also. Allah Ta'ala gave us this occasion to clean ourselves out. From now we clean ourselves out. And we have some kind of direction and focus. The month of Ramadan will come, we are ready to take those blessings, change ourselves for the better. And after Ramadan, that's the sign of our Ramadan being accepted. Is that after Ramadan our life is better than what it was before Ramadan. Like a person wants to know was his Hajj accepted, Allah alone knows. But a sign that his life after Hajj is better than the life that it was before Hajj. Person has gone for Umrah. He wants to know what has has there been anything accepted? Allah alone knows. But something for him to judge by that inshallah this is a good sign is that his life after Umrah has changed for the better compared to the life before Umrah. What wrongs he was committing before Umrah is given it up now. He was not performing his Salah correctly, he is now performing it correctly. He was missing his salah with jamaat, now he's performing it with jamaat. Likewise, the month of Ramadan. So on this occasion, on the one hand, Allah Ta'ala is showering down his rahmat, showering down his maghfirat. Can we imagine what a severe situation it would then be, that on such an occasion, a person is then deprived of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Just, there's no comparison obviously, but just for the understanding, that it is the day of Eid, what a happy occasion, the day of Eid. Now somebody is inviting his whole family. The grandfather is inviting his 
children and grandchildren and everybody. One son or one grandson or somebody says, look, you don't come to my house. You're not invited. Now, the day of Eid, he saying, you don't come. How will we react to that? Would we be able to live with that? Whereas that, the day after, everything might come right also. We didn't really lose out anything if it came right the next day. But here if we lost out on the special rahmat and blessings of this night, it won't come tomorrow night. And Allah Ta'ala, via Rasulullah has declared that there are some people who will be deprived of the blessings of this night. In one hadith sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Aisha reports, Nabi Sallallahu came after the Isha Salah, and then eventually he, after laying down for a short while, <coughs> he then woke up to make the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. That too she describes how he woke up. And she then explains in detail that he woke up very gently. And then, فَنْتَعَلَ رُوَيْدًا He put on his shoes very gently. And then, وَفَتَحَ الْبَابَ رُوَيْدًا He opened the door very gently. He left the room very gently. I was preparing for ibadat now. And now why is he doing all this so gently? Because he doesn't want to disturb Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala who is sleeping in that room. Who is his wife? Her sleep must not get disturbed. He's waking up for what? For ibadat. But he will not disturb somebody's sleep. And we take it for granted, well, that's my wife, so what? That's my son, or that's... What the difference it makes? But this is Nabi Sallallahu teaching us, Mu'asharat, social life, social interaction. How does a person live with people? Person not giving taklif to anybody is greater than all the nafil ibadat. Consciously avoiding giving some inconvenience to the next person in order to save the person from that taklif and that inconvenience, that is greater than nafil ibadat also. Because this is a compulsory thing. That is nafil. So in any case, Nabi Islam then comes back and then he starts performing salah. And then eventually he goes into sajda. When he goes into sajda, he performs such a long sajda now, can we imagine how long it might have been? As Aisha Radiallahana says that I started actually worrying. And the thought crossed my mind that did Nabi Stasun pass away? So she says, I got so concerned because it became so long and he was so motionless in that sajda that I really thought this happened. I got off, I got up and went to where he was performing sajda and I touched his foot. And as soon as I touched his foot, I felt some movement. And I was at ease that no, what I thought was not the case. And she came and laid down again. Eventually, Nabi Islam completed his salah. There were some other things that he then first mentioned, but time is limited. Eventually, he then said to her that, Oh, Aisha, you know what night this is? She says, No, I am not aware, because it was not yet made known. Nabi Islam said that, Hadihi laylatun nisfim in Sha'ban. This is the 15th night of Sha'ban. And then Nabi Sallallahu further said that when it is the 15th night of Sha'ban, then Allah Ta'ala descends His special mercies upon His servants. And, وَيَغْفِرُ لِلْمُسْتَغْفِرِينَ Those who are seeking forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala forgives them. وَيَرْحَمُ الْمُسْتَرْحِمِينَ And those who are seeking Allah Ta'ala's mercy, Allah Ta'ala grants them His mercy. 
And then the third thing Nabi mentioned, وَيُؤَخِّرُ أَهْلَ الْحِقْدِ كَمَاهُمْ But at the same time, those who harbor malice in their hearts for others, Allah Ta'ala leaves them as they are. Now somebody is seeking forgiveness, he's getting it. Somebody is seeking sustenance, he's getting it. Somebody is seeking Allah Ta'ala's rahmat, he's getting it. But somebody has got malice in his heart, then you, sorry, you are deprived. Can we imagine what a great deprivation? Now this is that aspect. Allah Ta'ala wants us to come clean for Ramadan. That our hearts get cleaned out. And Allah Ta'ala wants his heart to be clean from all malice, all negativity. Just as we want Allah Ta'ala to overlook our faults, forgive us our mistakes, Allah Ta'ala wants us to also be like that. That be forgiving. What are we going to take from this dunya? Yes, if there's some valid claim, in a dignified way a person is entitled to make the claim. But apart from that, just some issues that come up in day-to-day life, somebody told us something and somebody did something, we are human, we are going to get affected. But one day has passed, one week has passed, one month has passed, one year has passed now. How long are we going to carry this baggage and walk around? Allah Ta'ala wants us to offload this baggage and be light. Be light in dunya and take the rewards in the akhirah. So one of the things that has been highlighted in the ahadith, that the person who gets deprived of the mercy of this night is a person who harbors malice. One hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The person who commits shirk is deprived. Or the person who harbors malice. So often it's just a matter of just looking within ourselves. Just thinking, who am I? How much have I disobeyed Allah Ta'ala? What not I have done? And yet Allah Ta'ala's mercy is still showering upon me. So if I forgive, inshallah I can be hopeful of my forgiveness. Sat Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala when Mistah had caused so much of taklif to him in a lengthy incident and had somehow got involved in slandering Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, Abu Bakr took an asam and an oath, I will never give Mistah one cent again because he was financially assisting him, doing a lot of things for him. And now he did this, he caused such taklif and harm. And upon that the ayat of the Quran Sharif came. That he was that personality who the Quran Sharif made his tarbiyat. His tarbiyat was made from the heavens. You shouldn't take such a qasam. You are a person of great virtue and nobility. Don't take such a qasam. But, Forgive and overlook. Allah Ta'ala says, Do you not love that Allah Ta'ala should forgive you? Meaning, if you love this, then do what has been said already. If you want Allah Ta'ala to forgive you, then do what has already been mentioned. You forgive and overlook. Allah Ta'ala will forgive you. Abu Bakr who hears this ayat, he says, Ana li. I love that Allah Ta'ala should forgive me. I forgive Mistah now immediately. And I will double the allowance I should give him. This was the Sahaba Ikram. Their immediate response to the ayat of the Quran Sharif. So the one category that gets deprived of the mercy of this night is a person who harbors malice. This is just something very, very easy to overcome. Just to look within ourselves. We want Allah Ta'ala's mercy. We want His forgiveness. We forgive, we overlook. Allah Ta'ala will forgive us, inshallah. Then in another the category that has been mentioned in the ahadith, Nabi Islam says <coughs> that 
The person who is disobedient to his parents. Person who is disobedient to his parents in permissible things. If the parents are commanding somebody to do something against shariat and deen, then obviously that is not permissible to do. He cannot obey that command. But despite that, he will not be disrespectful. He will still not say oof to them. This is a very sensitive thing. On the one hand, we have mentioned this before also, that on the one hand, sometimes the reality is that some parents, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, commit clear zulm. This is the reality. We should check within ourselves. Allah forbid if we are, we are guilty of such a thing, we should check that where are we heading to. That some parents unfortunately commit clear zulm against some child or their children. That is something which is a very serious matter and we should correct ourselves. But in the same breath, that zulm of that parent, if it is in reality zulm, sometimes it is in our mind zulm, that too is a reality. Sometimes it is clear zulm. Sometimes it's that zulm like that little child who want to play with that knife and the parent took the knife away, so that child is crying his guts out. What a zalim parent I have, took that knife away. And then now he grows up a little bit more and he somehow found the father's firearm. Now he wants to play with it. Now they don't want to allow him to play with it, so this father is a zalim. And now he grew a little bit more, now he got somehow a smartphone in his hand, because he became smart now. And now he doesn't know how to use it, because it's like now that Qurbani knife in the hand of a small child. So now he's about to murder himself. Murder himself in the sense of his iman. Now this is a child with that knife, he'll kill himself. And this person with that smartphone doesn't know how to control himself. He'll slaughter his iman. So now that parent realized the harm and danger, so he wants to take it away from him, he becomes a zalim. So that is another issue altogether obviously. But where we, there is clear-cut zulm, even in that condition that doesn't give any license to that child to be disrespectful. Even in that condition, the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif is still applicable to him. Don't even say oof to them, don't rebuke them, talk to them in kind words, make dua for them. Be humble in front of them. That will still apply. Their matter is with Allah Ta'ala and your matter is with Allah Ta'ala. They will be answerable for their deeds and you will be answerable for yours. You will not be answerable for the zulm they committed. You will be answerable for your disrespect if you committed that. So in any case, disobedience of parents, if a person has overstepped the mark, it's a simple thing of asking forgiveness and if perhaps somebody now didn't get that chance and the parent has passed away, then the door is still not closed. He should make excessive dua for them, make isale sawab on their behalf and give sadaqah on their behalf and continue with this. And inshallah he too will get recorded as a obedient child. This is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Then another category mentioned in the Hadith is that qati'u rahimin. The person who severs family ties. All this is interrelated. person who severs family ties also gets deprived of the mercy of this night. Here again the same issue as we just discussed. Often these are, sometimes it's serious things, very often it's petty things. 
Very often there are small minor issues which were made big. And if we just learn how to just humble ourselves, we just trample our ego a bit, we just don't worry about that what somebody else will do and say and so on. We become the one to take the initiative, make that call, send that message, and we see how Allah Ta'ala opens doors for us, opens hearts of others also. That okay, whatever happened, happened, please. I am seeking your forgiveness, please overlook my faults, or forgive me, whatever the case is, some, some message of reconciliation, we be the ones initiating it. Who is right and who is wrong, we forget about that now. In small petty issues and who said something first and who said it last, all those things are not going to really change anything. Now we move on in life, remove the baggage, we open the doors of Allah Ta'ala's rahmat for ourselves. So these are nights to take advantage of. One is that we, Alhamdulillah, have come to attend a little discussion of deen. But this is not the beginning or rather the end of this night. Many a times, mashallah, we come to the masjid and then if there's some program, we'll participate in that program on an auspicious occasion. That often becomes our duty fulfilled. It's done. Whereas this is meant to conscientize us. It's meant, meant to just revi- revise some lessons. The issue is to now implement those lessons. The issue is that Hadith Sharif we just discussed. Nabi Islam made such a long sajda as Aisha Ardmana was worried that he passed away. Now when you go home to spend some time in sajda at least. And often this will come in mind that I'll wake up late in the night inshallah. We do that also. But don't leave it for then. Do something before we go to sleep. Because then sometimes shaitan, that's his trick. Don't allow us to do it now. And don't let us wake up afterwards also. So we got nothing then. So these are the things to do. This is what we have come to just revise some lessons. So that we will go and engage in some ibadat, in some nafil salah, in some dua, istighfar, toba, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif. The nights are long as well. We have sufficient time to, even we spend one, two hours in ibadat also, we'll still have a full night's sleep. And still we have time to wake up the hundred time. And still make some ibadat at that time and make dua at that time. So in any case, this aspect of family ties, this is something, there's a whole subject on its own. There's great virtues that have been mentioned in the hadith. The person who maintains family ties, Allah Ta'ala grants barakat in his life, barakat in his rizq. And there's so many things mentioned in the hadith about it. In any case, this is also one category that we have to save ourselves from falling into this. Then, one more category mentioned in the hadith is, Mudminu Khamrin, the person who engages in intoxicants, he also gets deprived. Step one is sincere toba. Zambala. The person makes sincere toba here now. He is like a person that had never committed it. From the depth of the heart, Allah Taala accepts that toba, that toba immediately. Musa salam in his time, there was a severe drought. Musa salam took the entire community and went out into the jungle to make Salatul Istisqa. One day, two days, three days, and there's still no sign of any cloud also. Musa salam asked Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, I'm your Nabi, I'm here, I'm also making dua. All the people are making dua, and this drought has become so severe, everybody is in such difficult circumstances. Allah Ta'ala said that this one person among you, this person, as long as he is there, this rain will never come. Musa salam announced to everybody present that look, there is somebody present among us due to whom this rain has been withheld. 
As long as this person is going to be here, we are all going to be deprived of that rain. Whoever is this person, you know yourself, please leave. So that everybody else gets relieved of the situation. Now who's going to leave? If anybody leaves now, he's going to be humiliated and disgraced in front of the whole world. Nobody leaves. Again he announces. Again he announces. Nobody leaves. A short while later, suddenly the clouds start forming. And then it starts raining. Musa'ala salam is surprised. He asked Allah, he was Kalimullah. Ya Allah, you said that until that person does not leave, the rains won't come. Nobody left and the rain started. Allah Ta'ala replied and said that due to the very same person, the rains have come now. He says, due to the same person, yes, he made toba from the sin that he was involved in. I accepted his toba and now the rains have come due to the sincerity of his toba. So, the issue is toba right now in our hearts. Whatever, somebody has got one problem, somebody has got another problem. We are in no position to regard ourselves as better than anybody else. We will definitely condemn the sin, but not the sinner. The sinner is our brother. And we have no right to look down upon anybody. But at the same time, Allah Ta'ala forbid, whatever we've fallen into, somebody has fallen into some intoxicant, somebody in something else, somebody in zina, Allah Ta'ala forbid, somebody in what, whatever other wrongs, we all have to make sincere toba. We are all the weak servants and sinful servants of Allah Ta'ala. We all have to turn to Him. So, this is a time to make sincere toba, but then to remain steadfast on that toba. One is to make the toba, Allah Ta'ala will inshallah, if it's sincere, there's a genuine resolution in the heart to now give this up forever. And there's remorse and regret over the past. And the person is sincere about his repentance. Allah Ta'ala will accept it and forgive him. But in order to stay steadfast on that, now he'll need to take help. He'll need to seek somebody's help, who's experienced, who can help him. And this is the trap of shaitan, that will, he will prevent him from now taking that help from someone. In order to remain steadfast on that toba, he will have to go and find some help. And inshallah, there are many, many people around who will be ready to help him. Nobody will humiliate him. Nobody will disgrace him wholeheartedly they will assist and help, but it is for us to take the help. Then one category mentioned in the Hadith Sharif also is Musbilu Izarin, the person who allows his garments, males this applies to, below his ankles. This is a very, very simple situation, just to keep our garments above our ankles. This is something which, if it was not a severe thing, then a person on such an occasion wouldn't have been deprived of the mercy of this night. This is such a thing that it's just in the mind. Whereas it doesn't affect a person in any way. But because of the environment of the kuffar, etc., the western way of dressing, so now we also just flow in the tide. But it's just a simple thing. We just make sure our garments are raised above our ankles and we get saved from the deprivation of these, these mercies that Allah Ta'ala is showering on these occasions. So this is what this night is all about, that Allah Ta'ala's rahmat showers down but at the same time, we have to keep ourselves cleansed from all these issues. Keep our hearts clean. All the malice. Stay away from all these sins. Make sincere tawbah. Turn to Allah wa ta'ala. 
and Allah Ta'ala's mercy is down, ready to pour down upon us, then this is not the end of the night, this is the beginning of the night still. We need to go back, instead of spending time in some idle discussions, in other things, we go, we stay at home, we go and spend some time in ibadat. Somebody has got extra courage, he'll spend three, four hours. Somebody not so much, he'll spend one hour. Somebody half an hour also. Let us spend some time in some ibadat. Make some dua, make istighfar, toba. Turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance. And then, in the late, last part of the night, now the hajjud finishes off at almost five past five. So, a person wakes up half past four also, who still has had more than a full night of sleep. He goes to sleep at ten o'clock. By quarter past four, the bed would be now little bit asking for mercy. Allah Ta'ala have mercy on me and please you also wake up now. So if we wake up a little bit in that time of the night also, turn to Allah Ta'ala, beg his mercy for ourselves, for our families, for the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we will inshallah become the recipients of this mercy of Allah Ta'ala, his forgiveness and Allah Ta'ala will grant us that rahmat and barakat. Our dunya will get made, our akhirat will get made as well. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma lakal hamd. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Allahumma lakal hamdu hamdan da'iman ma'a dawamik. Wa lakal hamdu hamdan khalidan ma'a khuludik. Wa lakal hamdu hamdan la muntaha lahu duna mashiyatik. ولك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم لك الحمد من السماوات ومن الأرض ومن ما بينهما ومن ما شئت من شيء بعد جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدعننا ذما إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى ربنا لا تزه قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إنك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه إن الله لا يخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما 
وجعلنا للمتقين اماما وجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله اومس مسيف الله بوس غريشس بوس كاين بوس لافين الله اله العالمين يا الله this is your great mercy and favor ya allah that you brought us in this great occasion into your house ya allah that like you enable us to raise our hands to you ya allah that all this is a sign that you want to grant us our forgiveness ya allah that we are also begging your forgiveness ya allah ilahu alamin forgive us ya allah allah forgive us ya allah allah forgive us ya allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah allah we are seriously ashamed of the sins we have committed ya allah we are deeply ashamed of what we have done ya allah allah you are the all knowing ya allah you are the all seeing ya allah allah you knew what we were doing ya allah we thought nobody was looking ya allah but you were watching ya allah allah you knew what was crossing our hearts and minds ya allah you knew our, our eyes were looking ya allah you knew what our hands were holding ya allah you knew in which direction our feet were walking ya allah allah you knew what our ears were listening to ya allah what our tongues were speaking ya allah ilahul alamin yet you were so tolerant ya allah well despite all the nemat you blessed us with we used your nemat to break your commands ya allah but you still did not stretch away our sight ya allah you still did not make us deaf ya allah you still did not make us dumb ya allah you didn't paralyze our hands ya allah you didn't break our legs ya allah ilahul alamin you allowed us to continue walking ya allah you allowed us to continue using our hands ya allah you allowed our eyes to continue functioning ya allah you allowed, allowed our tongues to continue functioning ya allah allah your unlimited mercy is continued upon us ya allah allah we are ashamed what we have done ya allah. Allah, that despite all your nemats we disobeyed you ya allah that allah we are sincerely repenting tonight ya allah allah forgive us ya allah that allah we are making a firm resolution not to go back to those sins again ya allah ilahul alamin you grant us istiqamat on istoba ya allah Ya Allah, you save us from returning to the wrongs, Ya Allah. Keep us, make us clean and keep us clean, Ya Allah. Keep us clean for the month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Enable us to pass the month of Ramadan with afiyat, Ya Allah. Enable us to keep the maximum in the month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Save us from wasting the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Save us from destroying the rewards of that month, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. You grant us your favors and mercies, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, forgive give the ummat ya allah ya allah forgive the ummat ya allah allah show your rahmat to the ummat ya allah allah the ummat is being mercilessly trampled ya allah the ummat is being torn apart ya allah allah this all due to our sins ya allah we acknowledging this is the effect of our wrongs ya allah allah forgive us and forgive the entire ummat ya allah show down your rahmat on the ummat ya allah allah wherever the muslims are being oppressed remove the oppression from them ya allah wherever the muslims are in hunger give them food to eat ya allah where they don't have shelters give them shelters to live in ya allah grant them clothing where they are without clothing ya allah allah remove the difficulties and hardships ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us a tawfiq of being in your obedience every moment ya allah save us from all the haram ya allah save us from all the sins ya allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah ilahul alamin give us a tawfiq of fulfilling our five times salah with jamaa ya allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah enable us to perform the salah in a way you are pleased with ya allah ilahul alamin save us from all the evils ya allah ya allah enable us to Ya Allah make tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily ya Allah enable us to make your zikr daily ya Allah enable us to talk to you in dua daily ya Allah ilahul alamin save us from looking at haram ya Allah save us from listening to haram ya Allah ya Allah save us from all the evils and vices ya Allah ya Allah purify our hearts ya Allah purify our hearts ya Allah 
Ya Allah, remove the malice from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the jealousy from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the hatred from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, remove the miserliness from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the ego from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love for fame from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the other evils of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allahumma, Ya Allah, Allahumma, rizukna hubbak, wa hubba man yuhibbuk, wal amal alladhi yuballighuna hubbak. Allahumma, jal hubbaka ahabba ilayna, من أنفسنا وأهلنا ومن الماء البارد إله العالمين فل وحات ودي الله يا الله فل وحات ودي الله رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله فل وحات ودي الله القرآن الشريف يا الله فل وحات ودي الله الدين يا الله فل وحات ودي الله the effort of دين يا الله يا الله use us and our families and progeny for the effort of دين يا الله يا الله وإخلاص وعافية يا الله إله العالمين يا الله يا الله you forgive us on this مبارك نهاية يا الله يا الله we only have your door to go to يا الله يا الله we have no other door يا الله إله العالمين الدور is chased from one door, it goes to another door, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but we only have one door, Ya Allah. And we will only knock at your door, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, it is your grace that we have not knocked on any other door, Ya Allah. It is your grace we haven't put down our foreheads in front of anything else, Ya Allah. We haven't bowed down to some tree, Ya Allah. We haven't bowed down to some idol, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this too is your ni'mat, Ya Allah. We have bowed down to you alone, Ya Allah. And we've raised our hands to you alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. You make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, whatever wrongs we have done, Ya Allah, you are aware of it, Ya Allah, but we are all ashamed of it, Ya Allah. We have all made Tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept it, Ya Allah, and keep us steadfast on the Tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill all your commands, Ya Allah. Save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. In these Mubarak days, Ya Allah, enable us to appreciate these ni'mats, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from indifference, Ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us a life of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us a life of piety, Ya Allah. Grant us a life of sincerity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us a life of generosity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with all the good qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable the ummah to become such that the heart of Nabi Islam is pleased, Ya Allah. The heart of Nabi Islam is cool, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, with our a'mal, and with our misdeeds, and with our wrongs, how much of taklif we have caused to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Enable, enable us to become a means of happiness for his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their qabrs with noor, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah, give barakat in their lives, barakat in their health. Ya Allah, grant them, Ya Allah, every good of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of earning Jannah through service to them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their qabrs with noor, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them the high stages in ala illiyin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give them a special place in your qurb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. Remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, remove with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever problems and difficulties, anxieties, tension, depression, anybody's suffering from Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant happiness in the hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalewa, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat al-nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. 
he was on death in a place of sin, Allah. gardens of Jannah for us, Allah. Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah. Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, you have to know of each one's heart, Allah. You know each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's permissible needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us from all the evils and sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good. Ya Allah, whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna anas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bana'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين